Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. My love life up until this point is what caused me Mm -hmm. so much pain. Like literally, I have been, I mean, I've had every single time I had a nervous breakdown or I had, you know, uh, gone through depression or really bad anxiety, it was always because of my love life. And, you know, a lot of people around me have very similar narratives coming from Silicon Valley, where there's some of the most ambitious people in the world. You know, a lot of my girlfriends and guy friends are just some of the most remarkable human beings on the planet. But at the same time, when it comes to their love life, my goodness, they need so much help, Nicole, so much help and guidance, and they're not getting it. In this episode, I'm excited to be joined by Lisa Fay, the Wall Street Journal's former number one best-selling author and founder of Clarity App. We'll be diving deep into the world of relationships and self-love, exploring some of the most pressing issues facing modern day love. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be a successful entrepreneur while being single, Lisa has got you covered as she shares her insights and experiences with me. We also discuss the challenges of finding and keeping love in today's fast-paced world. Together, we explore the inspiration behind Lisa's revolutionary Clarity app, a relationship wellness platform designed to help people navigate the complexities of modern-day love. But that's not all. In this episode, we tackle some tough topics that many people shy away from, including what it's like to be on the fence about having children while pursuing a demanding career, as well as egg freezing and adoption. We also delve deep into the topic of navigating abusive relationships without shame or self-blame. We also explore the importance of people earning your love in life and why toxic and unsafe relationships are more common than you might think. Whether you're single and looking for love, struggling to balance career and family, or simply looking to build healthier relationships, this episode is a must-listen. Lisa, welcome to Love Uncensored. Nicole, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to confide in you, to share with you, and also be able to connect with your listeners. As am I. So let's jump right in. So for people who don't know, you are the founder of Clarity. Congratulations. What exactly does Clarity do? So Clarity is a relationship wellness platform, and we are essentially building the go-to destination, the go-to app for your love life, which crazy enough up until now doesn't exist, right? There are so many different apps out there for meditation, for fitness, therapy, literally you name it, but not one that's really dedicated to helping us navigate every aspect of our dating and relationship journey from like a first date to a 50th anniversary. And so this is, you know, basically what we're building here at Clarity is that go-to platform that anyone can turn to and be able to get the help and support that they need to navigate their love life. As someone who was single for nine years, I love this concept so much, but it is mind-blowing to me that it doesn't exist because what is more important than your love life, you know, second to your health? 
it's, you know, it's the most important decision you're ever going to make, right? So I'm just so glad that you're creating this platform that we can all turn to. But I'm curious, where did the idea come from? So I actually built Clarity because I needed so much help in my love life. I've gone through so much, Nicole. Like literally when I think about some of the things that I've gone through, I just get, you know, I feel like a, an emotional roller coaster just overtaking me because I have truly lived and experienced the plight of one's love life. Um, I've been through some very, very toxic relationships and I had problems, you know, selecting the right kind of guys till this day. This is something I'm still struggling with and I'm working towards, but I've gotten a lot better. Put it that way. <laughs> it's a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. But ever since I started building this company, I've really started recognizing the red flags, you know, and a lot of the things that people need to take into account, like compatibility and how to really navigate um, your dating and relationship journey, which are all things that are so pertinent to the success of our happiness and well-being. But at the same time, we're not really educated in this area of our lives, right? We're not really taught like growing up or taught everything, but why aren't we taught how to really build healthy and successful and meaningful relationships? Not only with other people, but also our own selves, right? Like we're just not taught any of that. Absolutely. Everything, you know, it's so cheesy to say, but everything starts with self-love. It really, really does. I mean, if you can't love yourself and if you can't, you know, be able to pull yourself out of a rut sometimes and be able to forgive yourself um, for when things do shit, you know, do shit the fan, do hit the fan, (laughs) when shit does hit the fan all the time, (laughs) right? Uh Regulate and be able to uplift yourself. But at the same time, you do need the support. You do need the expert guidance. Um, from, from people who specialize in relationships like yourself, Nicole, a relationship coach like yourself who really supports people in their dating and relationship journey. 100%. And I so wish that I had a platform like this to turn to when I was single or, you know, more people who are, are working in the same field as me because, you know, it, you feel so alone when you are continuously attracting the wrong partner time and time again, or you often question whether you're the only person this is happening to. So to have somewhere that you can log into and, you know, get the answers that you need, or at the very least feel like you're not the only person experiencing these things will be just so helpful to so many people, I imagine. But how do you think singles will benefit the most from using the Clarity app? So initially last year, we launched our beta and the version that we launched with was like a masterclass meets Reddit type of concept. So the masterclass portion being where people are able to turn to a repository of experts. Actually, we have over 50 of the top dating and relationship experts from all walks of life on there. So many of the top psychologists, neuroscientists, behavioral therapists, sex coaches, dating coaches, an amalgam of different types of experts, even like tantric sex experts. Wow. Literally, like everything that you need to navigate your love life. And Nicole, we're so thrilled to have you as one of our experts as well. As am I. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be part of this. It's incredible. Thank you. Yes. So um, in addition to having the 
500 plus lesson content library, which by the way is available and accessible free for everyone to access. Um, we also have a Reddit like community where people are able to safely and discreetly confide in an anonymous community. So this is perfect for the moments where you don't want to really confide in your friends. Maybe you're a little embarrassed, right? And at the same time, maybe your friends give you the worst advice ever, which has happened to me where I listened to my friends and I made some of the biggest mistakes, you know, listening to them who, you know, they have great intentions, right? Your friends yeah. love you. They adore you. But oftentimes they give you the most biased opinions. Or <laughs> they tell you things like you're too picky. You should settle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You right. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, we realize that the expert guidance and support is so incredibly crucial. And that's what we actually spent the last year building. After speaking to thousands of users, and these are all organic users, we've done zero ads, zero marketing up until now, because we wanted to make sure the product was in a really good place before we sent it out into the universe. And so um, what we came to realize was really missing was the on-demand support and guidance. Because when you're dealing with a dating or relationship quandary, and you're in that moment, and you're having a nervous breakdown... Or perhaps you just want to talk to someone and confide in them and get some support. When you're in those moments, you need someone to talk to immediately. Absolutely. Now. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you'll be able to dial in into a 24-7 hotline that allows you to speak to certified dating and relationship coaches live on demand 24-7. And this is actually going to be the world's first relationship hotline. First and only. That is so incredible. Okay. So talk me through this. I have just gone on a horrible date with a guy. Uh, I'm questioning all of my life decisions. I'm also doubting my self-worth. All of my friends are in relationships uh, and my parents are just putting so much pressure on me to get married. So I feel like I can't turn to anyone right now. I know about this hotline. I want to dial in and talk to a professional. How much does it cost? So at the moment, it is, we're making it very, very accessible. This is less than therapy. So therapy, as you know, costs anywhere from like most therapists, you know, over 150 USD an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's on the lower end of the spectrum. And we are making it, if you want to pay per minute, it's $2 a minute. And that's, you know, if you want to pay as you go, but we have special packages that are highly discounted as well. Subscriptions. So that, you know, we're make, trying to make this more accessible to everybody. That is incredible. And how, what is, is there like a, a limit in terms of how long you can speak to somebody on this hotline or you can have like a one hour session, a two hour session. If I call again, can I request the same person? You can speak to our coaches for as long as your heart desires and as long as the, the coach is available. So um that's a great question, Nicole. Like sometimes maybe you spoke to let's say you had a great conversation with one coach and you want to pick up where you left off, right? So in our call history section, every user is able to access a call history section. And that's where you're able to access a call log of everyone that you've spoken to, all the coaches that you've spoken to. And it'll also signal and denote whether the coach is online and available. And if they're available, you can speak to them directly and dial in. That is so amazing. And then do you also have a text option or is it just call? So we have audio and video at the moment. 
But if we get enough people requesting the text message portion, then we will build that out as well. I just feel like this is going to blow up. I just know from my experience working one-on-one with clients and also my own history that this is just something that people are desperate for. But I'm curious, can people in relationships also use your app as well as your hotline? Absolutely. So a lot of people on our app are actually in relationships or already married. Wow. So this is a go-to platform for every aspect, every stage of your dating and relationship journey. This is not just for singles. We don't just stop there. That is so incredible. Okay. So I'm curious, how would you describe your love life up until this point? And will you be using your own app? (laughs) My love life up until this point is what caused me mm-hmm. so much pain. Like literally I have been, I mean, I've had every single time I had a nervous breakdown or I had, you know, uh, gone through depression or really bad anxiety. It was always because of my love life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people around me have very similar narratives coming from Silicon Valley, where there's some of the most ambitious people in the world. You know, a lot of my girlfriends and guy friends are just some of the most remarkable human beings on the planet. But at the same time, when it comes to their love life, my goodness, they need so much help, Nicole, so much help and guidance, and they're not getting it. So this is the reason why I'm dedicating my life to building this app, because I know for a fact, because I've lived it, the people around me have lived it. And you know, the world, like especially during tumultuous times like these, People need clarity in their life more than ever. It's so true. But why do you think that is? Is it because of the lack of education that we were talking about before or because they've been so hyper-focused in only one area of their lives and they've sort of like neglected another and then they reach an age and they're like, oh, my priorities and values are changing and I actually really do want to share my life with somebody, but I haven't invested any time or energy into that and I don't even have the experience or skills to sort of nourish a relationship? Like what is it that's sort of causing people to reach this point in their lives? So I think it stems, you know, ultimately it stems from the lack of a foundation and education around this area of their lives. And, you know, they just end up going through life. Like a lot of people end up going through life, not even getting any of the help that they need. Right. And they end up going through three divorces. Right. And they're totally jaded. That's basically what we want to help people, you know, try to eliminate. We want to try to eliminate the amount of pain and heartache and hardships and conflict in your love life by being that support system, you know, literally that 360 degree holistic support system for your love life. I love that. And, you know, you've obviously mentioned that you've had quite a tumultuous um, history when it comes to dating and relationships. Would you say you're at a point in your life now where you enjoy being single or is it still a work in progress? I'm enjoying my single journey, especially, you know, because my life is building this app right now for the world. Like this is my baby. This is my uh, boyfriend, husband, everything all in one right now. (laughs) And so, you know, it just, it's really, really been a fulfilling journey for me, just helping others grow and just watching how their lives are already being transformed. Like we've gotten testimonials from married women saying, wow, 
my goodness, the content on here is phenomenal. I used it to, you know, help me with my argument when I was in a really, really bad predicament with my husband last night. You know, I've gotten these messages and those are just so fulfilling for me to receive. And, you know, it's just, um, it certainly can be a lonely, a lonely journey. Like I would be lying if I told you, Nicole, that I'm not lonely sometimes, right? Because when you're on an, an entrepreneur journal, a journal journey in particular, it can get very lonely. So I am certainly open to love and I'm open to possibilities, but sometimes, you know, you just have to really enjoy being on your own so you can fulfill, you know, your own dreams and desires. And I believe that there is somebody out there for me who is going to be, you know, a wonderful asset to my life and vice versa one day. Absolutely. Let me know if you know anyone, Nicole. <laughs> I will. I feel like everything in life is about timing. And, you know, in a sense, this is so healing for you to be able to like, you know, commit yourself to this higher purpose, which you know is not only going to help you, but so many people who relate to what you've been through and even other things. And then, you know, once you've sort of like reached a point where your baby isn't so dependent on you, I feel like somebody, like you said, is going to come into your life and compliment it in the most amazing ways. So I'm so excited for that moment. Thank you so much, Nicole. Would you say that most of your friends are currently coupled up right now, though? Or like you said, a lot of your friends in Silicon Valley, are they still searching for the right person? Funny enough, most of my friends are actually single. Wow. A good majority, especially in New York City. Are you kidding me? Like 30 is the new 20. And you see a lot of guys guys and women, um, you know, they're, they're single in their late 30s, 40s. Very, very common, like still a spring chicken, you know, is around that by here. choice, <laughs> would you say? Or there's just so many options that people are reluctant to commit and settle down. So I think there are a variety of reasons here. Um, for one thing is I think obviously we're a byproduct of our environment, right? And just being in a fast paced city where everything is instantaneous. And if you want to meet another person, you can just get on a dating app and within the next hour, probably swipe to meet somebody you know, for, for a date that same day, uh, people live a very, very fast paced life in New York city here. And I think a lot of the other cities as well. Right. And the influx of dating apps out there certainly has not been conducive to that, you know, because all these dating apps make it so easy for people to meet. Right. So there's the whole paradox of choice where greater optionality has been a double-edged sword for a lot of people who are on these apps, you know, including myself, I'm on Bumble. I'm on, let's see what else I'm on. Bumble is like the main one that I use. I think it's a, a nice app for, for women in particular. Uh, but greater optionality. I mean, everybody has so many options, right? A lot of times, you know, people don't take the time to really work through a relationship. So if one thing goes wrong, or if you think one thing is wrong with that person, you kind of just, you know, let that one go and you're on to the next one. So I think that is often the culture, um, in addition to like the hookup culture, of course, it's going on, you know, um, where people are not perhaps prioritizing their love life, um, like they did maybe a couple decades ago in our parents' generation. But at the same time, the pandemic has really changed a lot of things as well. And during the pandemic, a lot of people were much more intentional with their love life and they were way more about personal self-development and growth. So I did see a lot of that during the pandemic is people are more taking their love life a little more seriously, right? And potentially opening themselves for 
the possibility of being in a meaningful and lasting relationship one day. I was going to say that I feel like the pandemic was sort of the catalyst for a lot of people looking for more meaningful connections. So they were definitely more intentional and more selective with who they were choosing to share their time with because they were looking for those more meaningful connections. I don't know if that's now reversed (laughs) now that, you know, the pandemic seems to be, you know, um, moving more and more behind us, but it was definitely, yeah, a side effect of the pandemic, which was quite beautiful. Um, do you find yourself uh, being one of those people who just constantly swipes left when they see <laughs> any sign of like, so, you know, something that may not like be completely aligned with you? Do you think you're more dismissive because of the apps? Absolutely. I think that anyone who's on these apps has probably been affected by the swiping culture, right? Mm. Which is the reason why like a lot of these apps just do not work. They really have not worked for a lot of people. It's very, very cumbersome to have to sift through seemingly endless matches to like find someone that you want to go on a date with, you know, for women who are a little pickier like I am. Um, and men, I'm sure there are a lot of picky people out there, right? So um, it's a lot of work. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had a secretary to to help me, you know, swipe. Um, so at Clarity, we are trying to find a better solution for this as well. So stay tuned for what we come up with in the next few months to really be able to perhaps connect people and, you know, provide a much better solution what than the existing dating apps that you see out there today. I love that because I, the apps definitely didn't work for me either. I was looking for a, a certain level of depth, which I couldn't find on the apps. And I'm also picky like you. Uh, so if I saw something that didn't appear to be aligned with me, uh, I just automatically wouldn't swipe right on that person. So I definitely feel like there needs to be something to sort of counteract this issue that a lot of single peoples are currently struggling with. So I love that you're looking to find a solution to that. But, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's a certain expectation that the older we get, we, you know, um, look to start a family, settle down. Do you ever feel that pressure from your friends or family? Oh my goodness. From my family all the time. I'm Chinese (laughs) and I was actually born in China. So my grandparents, like what that means is that like every single phone call that I have with them, like I call them on, on, on a monthly basis or a couple times a month, every single time I call them, they're like, so when are you getting married? When are you getting married? you know, what is it, when are you going to take care of this so that I can, you know, leave this world in peace, basically, like literally that is what they tell me every single time. So I feel tremendous pressure from my grandparents, but I try to take it in an endearing way, you know, if if you may, but my parents as well, like they, they think, you know, because they got married when they were 25 and they had me that same year. <laughs> so it's nice to have young parents, right? Uh, and so they're like, well, what are you going to do, Lisa? You really want to be an old mom one day? You want to, you know, they think that like uh, anyone who is past the age of 30, I think that's like what a lot of people in Asia believe that like, you know, there's even like some groups on Facebook called the subtle Asian leftovers. No. <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. So like we've got, there's like an expiration date. (laughs) Yeah. According to, you know, a lot of the people in Asia, we have that. So, but it's a very, very toxic mentality that Nicole, I want to touch on anybody who is over 30 listening to this podcast right now. I don't want you ever, ever to feel the pressure 
to settle down just because society or your biological clock says that you should. First of all, there's so many options for women now. Like you can always freeze your eggs, right? That's a, that's a really, really great option. Modern society has really, technology has made it a lot easier for us women, especially people who are career driven to be able to postpone uh, the date that we choose to have babies, right? So definitely look into that option. If you're perhaps in your thirties, freeze your eggs, right? You never know if you want to have kids one day. But I think that, you know, a lot of people make the mistake of settling, right? And really just going with somebody, the next person that comes along just because it's time, right? And you see that literally like a lot of them end up in horrific, miserable marriages. And I can attest that because number of my friends, that's what happened to several of my friends. They thought it was time and they jumped the gun. And guess what? None of them are happy. The ones that I'm thinking of right now, the ones who jumped the gun, got married too early in their 20s. Some of them are already on their second divorce. Second divorce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the first wave is, you know, usually like, let's say they got married, you know, in their their mid-20s, right? First wave of divorce is like by 30. And some of my girlfriends are like in their late 30s now. I mean, it just, that's what happens when you settle down too early and you don't know what you don't know. It's so true. And I love what you're saying because, you know, we're still figuring out who we are in our 20s, but then we succumb to this expectation that we're supposed to have it figured out by a certain point. And then we feel this sense of urgency to settle down and choose a partner before we've even figured out who's right for us. And I see it with my friends as well. A lot of those relationships haven't worked out. And those people who were in those relationships were the ones who were judging me for not settling down in time, you know, and I'm so grateful that I didn't succumb to that pressure because, you know, it does take, you know, a lot to figure out who you are. But I'm curious, do you feel like your generation or even younger generations are now changing that expectation in your culture? You know, do you think that your potential children in the future will have that same pressure to settle down by the time they're 30? I think there is a huge shift right now that's going on where a lot of people don't even want to have kids anymore. And Nicole, yeah. you and I were just talking about this because yeah. you got your dog recently. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you want to talk a little bit about how hard it's been to have a dog. Well, you know, it's funny because I was always very much like I am the sort of person who's more interested in finding the right person and settling down with them. So unless I find that person... I'm not going to have children. Whereas I know a lot of my friends, the mostly the ones who settled down in their 20s, were going to have children irrespective of whether they found the right person or not. Uh, but now I am in a really healthy and loving relationship. And so we decided to get a dog. And I've always wanted a dog. And everyone always told me that getting a dog is very similar to having a child. And all of the myths are true, you know, that they are exactly like having a baby. And it's been super challenging. You know, I have been very sleep deprived. I can't work because, you know, they need 24-7 attention. And literally last night, like I said before, I said to my partner, I don't know if I'm cut out for children because, you know, the fantasy and the reality are two very different things. And they're, you know, it's like almost like the most selfish decision you're going to make because you want to extend your family and you want these little people or little fur babies in your life. But then it ends up being the most selfless decision you'll ever make because your life is not your own the second they come into it. 
And like we were discussing before this episode, you know, it's a life sentence. Like you said, you're still calling your parents every day and we're in our 30s. Um, so, you know, it's a decision that I don't take lightly. Like, you know, I want to make sure that I'm in the right place mentally, financially, so that, you know, I really can give a hundred percent. But I know a lot of people rush into that decision. And then like me with the dog, they kind of go, Oh my God, what have I done? And it's a huge strain on their relationships and also their personal lives. So it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Exactly. So, um, I think, you know, like what I was saying about the children piece, a lot of people are not even choosing to have kids, Mm -hmm. you know, in our generation, right? Mm -hmm. Nicole, you know, a lot of your friends who are like kind of opting out of that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my friends I've got, it's like divided, right? I've got the friends who settled down and they've got the house, the husband, and now the kids. And then I've got my other set of friends who are very career focused and are still on the fence about having kids. And, you know, I just feel like they are approaching it, you know, a little bit more intentionally so that when they do, if they do decide to have kids, they are in the right place um, as opposed to sort of just rushing into it and trying to figure it out along the way. Um, so, but, you know, I'm still like undecided. So, <laughs> so am I, you and I both, we're in the same boat, you know, yeah. I could go either way. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I also, you know, and I am actually freezing my eggs because, you know, irrespective of whether I do decide to have children, I always said I won't be a young mom. It's always something that I want to do later in life because my career has always been really important to me. Um, and so I don't want to have children and then feel like, you know, any resentment towards them. I want to be able to, you know, fully focus on them 100%. So I will be freezing my eggs and also I'm open to adoption. I think it's a beautiful thing to do. And that's something I definitely want to explore later in life as well. So, you know, I love that you said there are so many options for women now in terms of starting a family. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) So when you reflect back on your dating life, what is one of the craziest dating stories that comes to mind? Crazy meaning like good crazy or or bad crazy? You want the good, bad, or ugly? Uh, You know, let's start with the ugly. (laughs) Okay. You ready for this? Yes. I got a brew for this one. (laughs) So... In a previous relationship that I was in, um, there was domestic violence involved and um, he was a functioning alcoholic drug addict, which surprisingly, like I found out later on that it's very, very common amongst a lot of households around the world. And so I was actually engaged to this man and he, you know, one time was so incredibly intoxicated that he tried to throw me off a balcony in Singapore. No, No, he didn't. A high-rise building in Singapore. I will never, ever forget that moment. I bet. Was that the last of your relationship? Like, did you move away, like walk away after that? Or were you stuck in it for longer after that? I was actually stuck in it for, well, I, I left him for a long time. And then, you know, somehow I got roped back in Mm -hmm. and that's just, you know, a lot of times like Mm -hmm. it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Relationships are so hard and so complicated, Yeah, right? Like people can say, oh, wow, why didn't you just walk away? Like, why didn't you just, you know, 
oh, anyone who's in a domestic abuse situation, like, okay, why don't you just leave? You know, it's just so much more complicated than that. And, you know, it's up to us to be able to recognize the red flags early on, which is what, you know, inspired me to build clarity in the first place is I want to be able to help people recognize these red flags. So, you know, before it's too late, right? Before you get yourself involved in a situation that could have taken away your life. Absolutely. You know, it's not an uncommon narrative, you know, being in a abusive dynamic like the one that you're talking about and then choosing to stay. And I really do believe that it is because we don't know, we're not aware of what's taking place. And we're not aware of the, you know, the, like you said, the sort of red flags or deal breakers that we're supposed to look out for in those moments. And oftentimes women, I feel like we struggle with a lot of self-blame. So we carry the weight of those situations. We think that we're somehow to blame, you know, because we're in them. And it's so interesting to hear that you experience this because oftentimes it is really intelligent you know, successful women who find themselves in these positions as well. We think that it's like, you know, just somebody who perhaps doesn't have, um, you know, good family support or education, but it's not the case. It's just, this is more common than we think. So I love that, you know, you, you're trying to do something about it and help other women who might find themselves in similar situations. I've also been in a very abusive relationship, like the one you're talking about with a functioning alcoholic as well. So it wow. is definitely more common than we think. Wow. And this is like not something that people talk about, right? Uh-uh. Everything you see on Instagram, it's all the highlight reels, the most exactly. glamorous moments of our lives. Why would we air out our dirty laundry? And, but that's also, you know, contributing to the problem because then we internalize what we're going through. And it also creates this like element of shame because we think we're the only ones who are in these situations. I see it time and time again with women who have fertility issues or lose their babies as well. You know, everything on Instagram, like you said, is the highlight reel, you know, just pictures of beautiful families. But, you know, women aren't talking about the serious things that we all actually go through, you know, like fertility issues, um, pregnancy problems, early menopause, or just menopause in general. Like, I feel like there has been no education on menopause. I have no idea what to expect. So, you know, I'm so glad that I can like speak to women like yourself and create a dialogue about this so that they don't feel alone because this is definitely more common than we think. But there, until now, until the birth of Clarity app really hasn't been anywhere for women to turn to. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that, Nicole. So we've touched on the ugly. What about the good? (laughs) What's your best dating story? (laughs) Hmm. My best dating story. Well, the last time I was actually in a serious relationship was at the start of the pandemic. It was like, literally the world is about to shut down. And um, I met this very handsome gentleman who was like blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, super tall, like literally looked like Ken Barbie doll. Um, great guy with the fabulous personality, very smart, went to Cambridge, you know, the whole, the whole works. Right. And so I met him at a brunch party in San Francisco. We kicked it off immediately. And imagine it's like, oh, the world is shutting down. What are we going to do? Well, why don't we, you know, we ended up like running away to, to Napa together, you know, because San Francisco was shutting down and we ended up staying in Napa in an Airbnb for like a month. And then Napa, you know, Napa Valley, which is like where all the wineries are, you know. In, yeah, in love it. Yeah, it was fabulous, right? So imagine like we were in an Airbnb there for a whole month and then Napa was shutting down and 
when Napa shut down, we're like, wow, what are we going to do now? What's our next destination? What's still open? So we went to Arizona and we were in Scottsdale like for, you know, another month and a half. And then when Arizona started shutting down, it was like my birthday. And he's like, I want to take you to London, which is like where he, he had a place in London. So we decided to escape to London. <laughs> this is so romantic. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It was a fabulous time, you know, and if he ever listens to this episode, shout out to, you know, exactly who you are. You know who you are. Um, I had a beautiful time with you. Uh, it did not work out because unfortunately somehow, uh, and this is when I realized, you know, at his home in London that he too was an alcoholic and he struggled with substance abuse. So somehow, you know, like I, I, I chose to ignore that during the pandemic, right? Because at the start of it, everybody was drinking and partying like crazy to try to deal with the stresses of the world outside, right? And all the uncertainty. So you kind of ignore these mm-hmm. things, but when you start really spending more time with them, then you start uncovering these red flags. So that's, you know, part of, again, like why I want to be able to help people through clarity is to help them identify these red flags early on before it's too late. Yeah. And it's interesting what you're saying, because with my clients, I also help them a lot to sort of unpack and decode a lot of their unconscious attractions and relationship patterns because I too have found myself in similar dynamics over and over again. I'm like, okay, what is it about me that is continuously attracting these people on a very unconscious level, you know? And so, you know, to be able to turn to an app like Clarity and just get that, you know, information and that insight will be so useful because I feel like so many people don't have anyone to talk to about it that really understands what they're going through. Totally. And, you know, just like an issue, like, for example, what I went through where I was attracting these guys who abuse alcohol and substances, right? So the problem is that, you know, I have a very fun personality and I enjoy having a good time. And a lot of the people around me also enjoy, like, you know, we enjoy having going out with our friends. We enjoy having a few drinks but we're still in control. The difference is that we're still in control. So you have to really recognize when somebody is unable to to control themselves. And that is, you know, something that we're trying to to help people recognize early on, you know, um, aside from like a lot of the other red flags that we're helping people identify. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, obviously, like you said before, you're pretty busy, uh, you know, getting this app off the ground. Would you say that your love life has taken a toll um, or perhaps isn't a priority like you were saying before? You know, are men intimidated by how driven you are? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but surprisingly, the men that I attract now, again, like once I recognize the red flag in myself, you know, attracting these alcoholic drug addict men, I don't attract these kind of men anymore. So I've been attracting men who are much more career oriented and also not just career oriented. Never mind. The guy I was with before, you know, that, that guy was also very career oriented. But what I mean is, you know, I'm attracting, um, a certain different type of caliber of guys who actually appreciate strong women who are very ambitious and who are very, very mission driven. So it's funny enough, like I've been attracting guys who are similar to me now, um, a lot of entrepreneurial men. 
I love what you're saying because this is exactly the type of work that I do with my clients where we decode our unconscious attractions and then get really clear on what our core values are, what our relationship expectations are, and then the boundaries surrounding those things. And then that's where the magic happens because we start to get really good at filtering out the people who aren't in alignment with us. So, you know, now that you're like so aware, okay, I was attracting a certain type of person who isn't actually what I'm looking for. You know, and now you're able to attract people who are actually in alignment with your mission and the direction that you're going in, which is the wonderful thing. Whether you're, you know, ready to really commit to them right now, at least like your screening process is like getting better, you know? Work in progress, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) And it is. That's the thing. They're all, that's what I always like try to remind my clients of. They are all wrong until you meet the right person. You know, so just like go easy on yourself. You know, they're not all meant to be this like big screaming yes, because you're really only looking for one right person. But the better your filtering process, the closer you are to meeting that person. Couldn't agree more, Nicole. <laughs> if you were to make the decision to one day start a family, um, how do you plan to manage your career with raising a family? Ooh, that's a hard one. I think, you know, eventually once I am able to accomplish my vision and mission with clarity, I would potentially be open to having a family one day. Yeah. There's a lot that I need to work through on my own first, you know, so that I don't carry that type of, you know, any kind of unhealthy or toxic mentality into my lives, you know, my life with my children one day, right? Because a lot of times they say it's passed on like generation to generation. So you got to, break that generational curse or generational habit, whatever it is. Generational trauma. Yeah. Totally. Generational trauma even. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be in a really, really healthy, happy mentality to be able to bring in, you know, other human beings onto this planet. I could not agree more. It's like the exact same reason why I took a five-year dating hiatus because I, like you, kept attracting similar toxic people time and time again. And I was like, okay, I am going to take a pause from dating, a timeout, um, so that I stop attracting those people. And likewise with children, the reason I want to wait until I'm in the right place is because I don't want my children to inherit the same trauma or sort of unconscious patterns that I have from my parents. You know, I really want to be intentional with the way I raise my children. Um, but in order to do that, you need to sort your own shit out. <laughs> totally. And that is not an overnight job. <laughs> like we've been discussing, it takes a lot of work. You know, it, it requires an app like clarity that we have to check in daily with before we can really, you know, be sure that we are ready to bring, you know, people into this world and raise them in, you know, the healthiest way possible. But what advice do you have for women who haven't met the love of their life yet and are really struggling with dating? I know we spoke about how they should never ever settle, but what if they're just ready and they're just not, you know, they haven't met that person yet? So two things. One piece of advice is to never be jaded. I know it's so hard after you kiss all these frogs, right? Like a lot of women, some of my most fabulous female friends are literally like, they're beautiful. They're smart. They're everything that, you know, if I were a guy, I'd be all over. Right. But they still haven't found the one. And I can see that some of them are becoming a little jaded, right? Their attitude towards love is like, Oh, you know, it's a little negative. So I think that actually translates, you know, it, it, people can feel it when you're jaded, 
guys in particular, like men can feel it across the room. You know, if if you are one of those women who might be a little hateful towards men or Mm -hmm. might be a little distrusting of men. Right. And the second part is, you know, I, this is like an interesting balance that I still struggle with as well. Like in addition to not being jaded, do not wear your heart on your sleeve. Every time you meet someone that you think, you know, could be the one, right? I think that a lot of women, you know, we're emotional human beings by nature. That's how God made us to be, right? Emotional human beings. But, you know, a lot of times I've seen, and myself included, we jump straight in like, oh my goodness. After like a few great dates, you're like, wow, this person could be the one. We're right? planning like the kids and the white picket fence. Oh yeah. my goodness. Right. And then that's when you, that's the dangerous part. That's when you start ignoring the red flags. Absolutely. That's when you become completely oblivious and yeah. everything that, you know, you should really actually be interviewing about them and trying to figure out and assess true compatibility. Like, could you really build a life with this person? Could you be happy with this person through thick and through thin? Right. That's when we start ignoring a lot of things. So don't be jaded, but at the same time, don't wear your heart on your sleeve. You're interviewing them as much as, you know, they are deciding yeah. whether or not they want to be with you. Okay. I could not agree more, Lisa. So in respect to what you were saying about being jaded, I love that because our mindset is so important when it comes to dating and finding love. You know, if you do not have a healthy mindset or your mindset is focused on what you're lacking or not being worthy of love, you are not going to attract the right person. It's as simple as that. And men smell desperation as well as that mistrust, you know, from a mile away. So you really want to be in, a, you know, a really strong and empowered position when you approach dating, not in a position of lack or desperation. So I love that you said that. Uh, and as someone who was jaded for years, do what I did. Take a pause, take a time out, work on yourself, date yourself, get yourself to a position where you are dateable so that you choose a partner from your worth and not your wounding or, you know, your fear. And then I just love what you uh, were saying about not wearing your heart on your sleeve. I always say to my single friends and my clients, they have to earn you. <laughs> you're the prize. And like you said, you know, when you are qualifying people, focus more on how they make you feel and whether you like them as opposed to what they're thinking and feeling about you. You know, don't rush into it. Like there's so much merit in the slow burn to sort of identify those things that you were talking about. Like, can you make it through like thick and thin, you know, like life's obstacles, not just like, are we having fun? It's like, do they actually make a good life partner? Which reminds me of a quote I love from Esther Perel. There's many people we can love in life, but there's few people we can actually do life with. So like, try to take the time to identify, can I do life with this person? Make sure that you're like not choosing somebody based on like lust, (laughs) but actually true compatibility, like what you were saying before. Thank you so much, Nicole. I really, really appreciate you reinforcing my advice here because, oh my goodness, I've always been that passionate person. You can probably hear it in my voice, super passionate, high octane, you know, but at the same time, sick and tired of crashing and burning. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> I feel like we get addicted to, you know, the highs or like this fantasy that we create in our heads. And we rush towards it without like really, you know, like we said, qualifying people properly. And I just so wish I knew this stuff 10 years ago. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. Maybe 15. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like before I even left school, it would have been very useful oh. information. <laughs> um, I mean, we've kind of touched on this, but what is one piece of advice you have when it comes to love and relationships? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. I think a lot of women like make that mistake in particular. I know you have a lot of female listeners, right? For this podcast, unless you're really sure that this person is also all in for you and it's, you know, a two way street, I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. Like that's a lot for a woman to sacrifice in particular. Is that okay to say, Nicole? Yeah, no, I think that that is like really incredible advice. And I see it time and time again, women sacrifice themselves or, you know, abandon their own needs in relationships. And the person that they're doing that for isn't even fully committed to them. You know, they're not even on the same page. So it's like, get really clear on where you're both at. Make sure that you both want the same things and that you're both working towards the same shared, you know, vision for your future. Otherwise, do not, like you said, put all your eggs in the one basket because you're like sacrificing yourself in order to do that. And in turn, you may be sacrificing years of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've I've always said like, it's better to be single and find yourself than be in a relationship where you lose yourself, you know, because you can't get that time back. You know, you always have to invest in yourself first and the relationship should complement that. You know, don't ever lose yourself in a relationship. Absolutely. That's the most important thing. So Lisa, what are you hoping to achieve with Clarity in the future? Well, I'm just so incredibly excited to share what I've built for the world because I know that there are so many people who are hurting. There are so many people who are in pain. And, you know, it just, it, it really, really is something that the world truly, truly needs. And I'm so just thrilled to, to be that resource and also like open to suggestions. If anyone ever wants to reach me and, you know, if there's a feature or something that you think we can improve upon, or if you really, really want us to build out, by all means, please reach out to me. Uh, my email address is Lisa, L-I-S-A at clarityapp.io. I would love to hear your feedback and, you know, we exist for you. Like literally we are, you know, and Nicole, you as well, like we're on this journey together so that we can help your listeners and the world, the people who are really, really in need of help in their dating and relationship quandaries. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on Love Uncensored. I am so excited to see where Clarity takes you. And I am so pleased to be able to share this journey with you. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm so honored to be here and I'm so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Thanks for tuning into this guest app with the inspiring Lisa Fay. Please don't forget to show some love for Love Uncensored by subscribing and leaving a review as well as following me on Instagram at love.uncensored.podcast or joining the private Facebook group Love Uncensored, The Modern Guide to Dating and Relationships. As a thank you, I'll give a shout out to all reviewers at the start of each episode and send a special thank you your way. I'll see you in the next solo app where I'll share all the major life lessons I've learned in the lead up to my 34th birthday, which FYI is only two weeks away from now. From heartbreaks to triumphs, from successes to failures, I'll be laying it all out on the table. So I can't wait to see you then.